And we welcome you back into Dodger Poke Report, where tonight we have a very, very, very special guest, right-handed pitcher, flamethrower, Gavin Stone from Arkansas. He was drafted in the 2020 draft in the fifth round. So, Gavin, I want to thank you very much for coming into Dodger Poke Report. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, man. Cool story. You know, I'm going to write a story on this, and uh, I can't wait to do it. Uh, small town boy with, with a huge vision. I, I love these kinds of stories. You're from the Jonesboro area. You went to Riverside High in, in Lake City. You had a lot of big influences on, along the way. And, and one of the really cool things about you, reading about you and some of your influences, obviously you had Coach Gum in, 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 in college, but Coach Campbell just got his 900th win recently. So I know you had a lot of influences. Let's just start right there. Yeah, Coach Campbell is huge for me. Um, being my high school coach and him, him being such like a strong leader in that area. And the community is great also. They show a lot of support for me too. Um, but Coach Campbell, he always checks in on me, always calls me. Um, anytime I have free time, I always go up there and talk to him during the day or something for lunch or because he'll just talk to me forever. And uh, he's such a great influence from not only for me, but like for little kids still going through the program and stuff. Like my little brother is still in there. And he's in seventh grade, and so I'm really thankful that Coach Campbell's still there. And Maddox, which is my little brother, he still gets to learn from Coach Campbell and stuff. So he's a, he's a great guy, and I'm I'm super thankful that I was able to play under him. Well, Riverside High has produced plenty of stones. Your your brother is pitching uh, pitching professionally still, and, and went to Arkansas State. And and let's have a little fun with this. Of course, he was a closer for for what is it, what do they call the Red Wolves? Is that correct? Okay, yes, sir. So, so around around the Thanksgiving table, okay, who's better? Is there is there a big competition there between the two? <laughs> yeah, we get this answer. We get this question all the time, all the time. But you know, to me, he will always be better just because it's somebody that I look up to, that I've always looked up to. He's always going to be just what I want to be, what I want to become. So he's a great influence for me still to this day. I mean, he's what he's doing is crazy to me how how hard he has how hard he has to work and stuff. So. Super thankful for him, and I'm super thankful for that older brother type of relationship that we've had since we were little. And uh, he's done a great job, and he's been a great influence, not only for me, but for my younger brothers, too. So, well, You talked about your brothers who are younger, your older brother, Colin, who's pitching professionally, all your, all your mentorship you've had. Let's talk about your high school career, and it was amazing. Multi-sport, which I love because so many kids nowadays want to specialize. And, and any time I get a chance to talk to a guy like you, I want to drive home to these kids that you don't need to specialize, man. When you're in high school, play as many sports as you can and just have a good time as a kid, right? So, multi, yeah, right. So, multi sports star, average 25 points a game on the hardwood, huh? Really? Hey, basketball is fun. Basketball is fun. <laughs> Went to a basketball game last night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool game. That was a cool game. It was good to see that. Yeah, but. so 25 points. A game on the hardwood, awesome. And then baseball, you're, you're a two-time All-Stater. You're a four-time All-Conference pitcher. You were the, the Arkansas All-State MVP of the game. So a tremendous high school career. I know you had to enjoy that all along the way. So talk about your high school career. Uh, I mean, being from Riverside, being from a small town, it was really cool because you got to do all those sports. And I think that takes away from, you know, going to a big school is you don't get the advantage of, you know, getting to play all those sports. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, the people in my community are, are so great. They're great people and they show a lot of support. 
the Riverside area, Caraway and Lake City, you know, they're great towns. So, and great people. And so I'm super thankful to that, for that. And the people that, you know, have, have honestly raised me, my friends, my family, my friends, mom and dad, you know, stuff like that. Um, but you know, that, that town is, that town holds a special place in my heart for sure. Well, um, as you, yeah. And as uh, you graduate high school, you chose UCA, which is a great program to play for the program's all-time winningest coach, Coach Gum. You had a great career there, a very a very versatile career. You were, you were a closer, and then you were the Friday night starter. We'll get to a couple of your really cool experiences there at UCA, but take us through the decision after you graduate Riverside going into UCA to be a Bear. Yeah. Um, it honestly was an easy decision. Being from a small school, I didn't have very many offers. And so um, – as soon as I, you know, talked to Coach Gum and talked to Coach Harlan, Nick Harlan, who was the pitching coach at the time, now the head coach, but pitching coach at the time, um, you know, I really liked those guys. I gelled re really well with them and the supporting cast that they had at UCA at that time. And, you know, it, it seemed like a great fit for me because not only – I came into college as a two-way, and I, they were going to allow me to do that. And so – and it was a Division One program, and I really liked the school, really liked the area. Conway's a beautiful town. Um and so it, it was just an easy decision for me. And, you know, after the first year or so, you know, first semester or so, you know, um, I thought, thought I made the wrong decision. But, you know, as the years went by and I stuck it out, you know, those guys showed me that it was definitely the right decision for me. And I'm super thankful that, that I actually stayed there and, you know, got to learn from those people, not only about, you know, the game, but I also learned a lot about life and stuff like that. And a really cool thing about your college career, and, and you threw a no-hitter, we'll get to that here in a minute, but any time that, that you look up anything about how Gavin Stone produced at the college level, the first thing you find out is that his coaches think that he was like the greatest teammate. And, you know, I just that that's the, you know, of, as talented as you were and all the things that you accomplished on the field, really the number one thing that sticks out about you is just your sense of community coming from that small town mm -hmm. and just enjoy, you know, you, you wake up at five, six o'clock in the morning, all through fall, you do all these things together through the spring and now you're getting to, to do it professionally with that grind. So I know you just love being part of a team, don't you? Yeah. I love people, new people. I love new people, love, love meeting new people, um, love being around people, love pe pe seeing people happy. And so Anytime I can put a smile on somebody's face, I'm always there to do it. But, you know, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity to, to, you know, build camaraderie with your teammates and build connections, you know, so. Another thing that you you really love is is pressure. You love competing, obviously, with, with the roles. I say that plural that you had as a Barrett at UCA. You were the closer as a sophomore than the Friday night starter as a junior. So you're in high leverage positions. So talk about that versatility. I mean, it was probably very fun for you being as competitive as you are mm -hmm. and, and be, like being on, on the competitive stage. Talk about what it was like being able to have those two roles in college. Yeah, being a closer was awesome. I honestly didn't, didn't know that I would like it because um, my freshman year, I started on Tuesdays. And so coming into that closer role sophomore year, you know, I didn't know that I would like it, but I was willing to, I mean, anything to pitch. So obviously I was going to try and fill that role because that's what we needed at the time. And so I began, I did it and over time I began to love it. I mean, it was so cool. It was so cool. The adrenaline rush you get every time. It's awesome. And so um, I'm super thankful for that because that taught me a lot about just pitching and, you know, just everything. 
Um, and then whenever I transferred over to a starter my junior year, I was kind of worried because I had, I mean, the most pitches that I had thrown all season other than the last start, last outing of the season was probably 60 pitches. So I didn't know how my durability was going to, you know, shake out in that starting role. But, um, you know, I, I learned to love that again, too, my junior year, especially after that no hitter. That was really cool. Um, but, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to get to do both of those roles and then, you know, see where I best fit at the next level. You mentioned durability and in, in your junior year as the Friday night starter. You threw 100 pitches or more in three of your starts, and then it culminated with your last start, of course, it got cut short in 2020 with the COVID. That last start, you know, we go back to all those – five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever time it was, you know, wake up calls to go run, to lift weights. You do all these things in the off season and, and you prepare in the spring and then you get to culminate it with your teammates with a no hitter. And, and that mm -hmm. had to have been a really cool experience, not just because you throw a no hitter, but it's because, you know, anytime you throw a no hitter, it's a team effort. And I know that had yeah. to be special to you. Yeah. yeah, no, it was awesome. It was awesome to get to share that moment with those type of guys. Cause those guys are my best friends now. And it was so sick that we all have that, that memory together. And so just being, being there, being in that moment is something that I'll remember forever. And that, that, that feel, you know, it was sick. It was awesome. So I'm super thankful for that. And, you know, the coaches that got me there, I mean, Harlan, he does a great job and for him to enjoy that moment too. Cause I, I know he, I know he loved that for me. And so for him to get to enjoy that moment too. And coach gum, it was awesome to be able to share that with them. Sounds like you're very excited that that coach Harlan got to take over for coach gum there at UCA, aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. He deserves it. I mean, I mean, he deserves it more than anyone for sure. Well, and then the 2020 draft, of course, the 2020 college season, the minor league season gets canceled. The college season gets canceled. How many games do you guys get to play about 15, 20, somewhere in there? Yeah. I think, I think we were, we ended the season at like eight and eight. Yeah. So, right. So you yeah. had four starts. Your last one was the no hitter. And, and so everything, Gets off to a great start for you. You're getting comfortable in the starters role. Then it comes to a screeching halt. And then you find out that the draft's only going to be five rounds. So you got to be thinking from a kid from UCA, as talented as you are, you know, hey, at least I have a good situation, a great situation to come back, you know, and pitch my senior year at UCA if, if, if I need to do that. But then you get drafted in the fifth round. So take us through all of those emotions of the college season ending and then the, finding out that the draft's only five rounds, and then finding out that you got drafted, <laughs> and then the decision to, to decide to go. So take us through all that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. That that whatever that month span, however many months that was, eight month span or whatever, it was crazy because I mean there was a lot of emotions. Um, but regardless, you know, I, I had a, I had obviously COVID year. We got COVID year back, and then I had another year. So I had two years left at the UCA. So I was. And I, and I was perfectly fine with going back and, you know, in, in learning more from those guys and just seeing where the, where the next year took me. So I was in a good spot either way. So I really wasn't stressed out about, you know, them switching it to a five-round draft or anything. Um, but obviously I wanted to get drafted. You know, that's every kid's dream as a baseball player. So, I mean, that, that was obviously something that I wanted. But, you know, ultimately I knew I had a, I knew I had a great, great choice either way, you know, going back to school, UCA or – going in the draft, getting picked up, and, you know, going to whichever team that, that I was, um, um, you know, got, got picked by. And so um, there, there really wasn't really any stress. Draft night, there was a lot of stress just because it was so long. I think yeah, the second right. day, it was like – it felt like 10 hours long, all day long. So, <laughs> And I was, I was the second to last pick. 
So I was literally watching it from four to eleven. But <laughs> from four to eleven, you were watching it stressed out the whole time, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Holy cow. But I, I am glad that the, that I got picked where I got picked because I love I love the org that I'm in. But and it, you know, it was crazy. However stressed you were, you know, you know, the whole family was was more stressed than you were about the whole thing. Oh yeah, they were they were they were a lot more stressed than me, and it showed for sure. You know, as the as the 2020 season ended for UCA, the college season, the way I understand it, you were able to spend what the the summer at at, at Lake City at, at Riverside mm. at, at your high school facilities, and then were you able to go? I think I think you were able to go back uh, that fall to use the UCA facilities. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so when COVID, whenever we got sent home for college, I went back home to Lake City, and I, none of the gyms were open or anything. So I started working out in my buddy. His name's Garrett Weaver. I started we were started working out in his garage. So all summer we worked out in his garage, and um, whenever fall came, I thankfully I got to go back to you know UCA here and there, but um, it was still like it was still. Still a little sketchy just because of COVID and everything. Sure. So, yeah, but um, no, I, I mean it was good to be back home for that that little time period because knowing knowing what I know now, I'm really thankful for you know spending that time at home, having that time to spend at home because roads long. I mean we're on the road a long time, so sure. it was it was really nice to be able to get that time and spend it at home. Yeah, this is going to be really cool for you. Of course, you get drafted by the Dodgers. You know, you're a small town boy. You, you love the sense of team. You love the sense of community. And and I, I drive this home as much as I can about the Dodgers. And they really, really have a culture of community. They, they want good people first. They want good players second. And they really want to build that camaraderie between teammates. So, you know, a lot of times when you get drafted in the professional ranks, you think, well, it's all about me now because, you know, it, it's going to – my career is going to determine how I do and all that. But – that's really not how the Dodgers build this thing. So you have to be super excited to be in the environment that the Dodgers have created mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah. And that, that starts with great people at the top. And, you know, the people that, that run that are in the Dodgers organization, they're great people. And I enjoy being around them and they enjoy being around us. They enjoy the game. They enjoy they I mean they all like they all they're all the same. They all have the same, you know, kind of mindset about the game. And so it's really fun to, you know, learn from a, a different point of view than I, than I have before. Um, and so that, I think that's, that's probably the best thing about being in this org is that there's, you know, there's so much, you know, communication, so much, you know, like sportsmanship, you know, like camaraderie, joining together, being, being buddies, you know, it's awesome. And so I love that with being in the Dodgers organization and they, they, they do a great job. Let's get to the meat, meat and potatoes. You know, you got to have the stuff and, you know, I've seen you on video. I've not gotten a chance to see you live and in person, and I'm really hoping that you get promoted from high A Great Lakes to to double A Tulsa, if not at the beginning of the year, somewhere along the way next year because I cannot wait to see you pitch. You have mm-hmm. the big fastball. You have the four-seam fastball. You have the curveball, change, and and a slider, I believe, at least from what I've seen on video. Yes, you can sir. correct. Yeah, okay, so – Let's let's go through all the stuff you bring to the table. I know you like to use the, the four seam up in the zone, the two seam down the zone, the good curveball, the good slider, the good changeup. So take us through the kind of pitcher you are. Yeah, I mean my stuff has come a long ways um, just in the past year. You know, being with the Dodgers organization and stuff. Um, if I could go back to college, 
and, and you know know what I knew now, um, I would be a different, completely different type of pitcher in college. Um, but you know, four seam, two seam, uh, slider, change, um, curveball, change up. I actually in college I never had a change up, and so when I got into the org, I started you know messing with it, and you know the guys here are great, and so they helped me find a, a good grip that was that was best for me and stuff, and so change up came a long ways and ended up being probably my best pitch um at the end of the season um and then, I agree. Uh, yeah yeah it, it, it really felt good um and you know forced him up i really my my velocity increased a little bit since college and you so touched it was 98 good to, this year once by the way yeah that was crazy that was that was really cool um um but yeah that the fastball played up a little bit uh added some more ride you know like I said, what what we do in this organization helps a ton with everything that we do, um, and um, developing curveball. Curveball is getting a lot better. Got a lot better at the end of the season, yeah. and so um, you know I'm excited. I'm excited to see what my stuff looks like in 2022. Uh, it's a fun year. I know that for sure. And you talked about your stuff, and I know the Dodgers are big on analytics. They don't force it down your throat. The way that they you know, the great way that they do it, it's there for you if you want it. You know, they're not going to force you to have to use it every second of the day. But I know, you know, it's there if, if, hey, I'm not throwing this pitch for a strike like I'd like to. So let's go look at the analytics and see if I need to change my grip or whatever. So uh, being in college, I'm sure you didn't have a whole lot of the analytics. It's been introduced to you in the last year. So how do you use it and how does it work best for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we didn't have it in college, obviously. Right. And so when I got introduced to it, I was really – very confused by and so, so i had no clue what i meant yeah very confused very confused and so it took a little it took a little, it took a little while to get used to it, you know during the season you know practicing with it and stuff and i think you know about middle of the season i really got i really got it i really got it down and so it was really fun to you know dive into that and use that on on literally every pitch you know because you can learn so much from that stuff it's crazy honestly um but you know and the people here, they do a great job. They know what they're talking about. They explain it. They help you. They'll tell you what to do. And so it, it's great. And, um, you know, I used it in my bullpens, used it for everything. And so it helped my stuff play up a lot better throughout the longevity of the season, for sure. You have a great message for kids. You came from small town America, you know, and then and then you went to a smaller Division One school. I've been to both places. They're both awesome places to be. They are the perfect example of what I call Friday night lights, the Friday night lights effect, if you will. So you have a great message for every single kid that, that you know, whether you're dribbling a basketball or, or, or wanting to play baseball or whatever, doesn't matter where you come from. You can be Gavin Stone someday. So first of all, what is your message for kids, uh, you know, as far as playing multiple sports? Let's start with that. And then, and then your message for all those kids that, that that wherever they come from, how do they become Gavin Stone? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that the multi, on the multiple sport aspects of things, I think it's a great idea. It can only make you a better athlete. And, and if you're taking the time and you know wanting to get better at each sport, then you're ultimately going to become better at each sport. You're going to be a better athlete. You're going to be better trained throughout the season and stuff. And so. Um, especially with running, because, I mean, you don't do a lot of running in baseball, obviously. So basketball, you know, you get you get way more athletic in basketball and stuff. And just stuff like that 
Um, and I think it's just a great idea for kids to work on different, different like techniques and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's a great idea. Um, and then, you know, for kids, you know, you're never too small. You're never too small. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're, you're too small. Um, that's what I've, I've heard that all my life for sure. And so that's what, that's what I've always had in the back of my mind. And so, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. They're going to see you. You're going to, you're going to get seen. Um, just do whatever you can to get better each day. Um, and you're, you're never too small. You're never too small. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're too small. You sound like the type of competitor that each and every day you show up, you find something, something that I don't want to say <laughs> makes you mad or whatever, but that just really gets your competitive, what I call competitive juices going. Like you find something that aggravates you or puts puts that chip on your shoulder every day. Would that, would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. You got to. You got to find that. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Gavin, I want to thank you so much for – Coming in on Dodger Poke Report, you have such a bright future. You are an absolute dynamite prospect. You could go both ways with this, and I won't put you on the spot and ask you which way the Dodgers have, have uh, told you you're going to go with this. We'll just let that play out. But but uh, <laughs> like I said, I can't wait to see you in Double A Tulsa. And I want to ask you one, one quick question. I know you love basketball. Did the Dodgers let you play any pickup basketball on the side, or is that one of those things that's a no-no for you? <laughs> if you don't tell them, <laughs> and hopefully they don't see this. <laughs> if you don't tell them, it's okay. Fantastic, fantastic. As you, <laughs> as you can tell, Gavin Stone is a, is just an awesome young man, an awesome young prospect, and he will be. Uh, he, I'm just telling you, this guy's going to climb the ranks, and he's going to climb them really fast. And this is a young man that's going to have a wonderful career. So again, Gavin. Thank you once again. You have a huge fan at Dodger Poke Report, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.